0: Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live, talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen.
1: Hey there, and uh, good morning at you. I'm going to apologize in advance. I'm particularly stuffed up today, and I'm going to try not to be sniffing in your ears, as I want to do it's a beautiful monday it's june 28th gosh how'd it get to be june 28th which means of course that july 4th is right around the corner and uh not one of my favorite holidays because of the fireworks and uh i'm i'm also told that people who worry about fire are particularly concerned this July 4th since so much of the country is tinder dry and that of course will not stop
2: <laughs>
1: the people who just can't help themselves um uh, you know from setting off firecrackers and uh other incendiary devices which can and, and do result in wildfires. So whatever. Happy fourth. Uh, it's like all our holidays have been corrupted. You know, I it's not like I'm against uh celebrating the uh you know, the founding of the country. And it's not like I'm against uh, you know, Labor Day, Memorial Day, all those things, the initial uh ideas of these holidays, I'm often on board with. It's what we do with them. The commercialization the sort the the lack well never mind god what a what a grump i am okay so uh, i'm uh I'm avoiding uh sharing some awful news uh so let me just do it um and i thank uh those of you, and there were a few. And thank you uh, for telling me, Uh, because I would not have known and I wouldn't have seen that one of my former producers, Matt Pritt, who produced the show when I was at WPTT for much of the time, much of the time. He also served as Doug's producer as well for quite a period of time. And he's gone, and I, you know, I don't know why. What I, you know, I'm. I have in my career uh, enjoyed working with a lot of younger people because they were the ones who invariably were doing. The production that it, that changed when I was when, with Matt, it was on radio. That is sort of different uh, than you know the producers now, but uh, uh, so many of them have died. These are people who were supposed to come to my funeral i uh i just find it really unnerving. Matt was a very unusual person. he was smart as hell uh, i n- i've never known anyone like him uh, he if i were to characterize him in 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 one hyphenated word, it would be hardest working. Is that a hyphenated word? Whatever. He's the hardest working human being I have ever known. And the thing about his uh, his work ethic was that it, it wasn't in any way related to how much money he received because he didn't receive much, I'll tell you that. The job he had had a lot of components, a lot of moving parts, and he's a guy who never missed a day and never complained, ever. I'd complain all the time. Everyone else would complain all the time, and he would never complain. I tried to get him on more than one occasion fired up at his obvious exploitation. <clears throat> and 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 that you know he should be furious with these stingy employers, and he just wasn't wasn't inclined to agree. I I could never get him over on my side. I. Never understood his not wanting or demanding more.
2: He read voraciously, he knew so much stuff, and then he finally left radio.
1: And it ended up right down the street on Smithfield when I, doing this program, was doing it from Smithfield, where Steel City Media was, which had, at that time owned City Paper. And uh, he got in touch with me and said, Hey, I'm down at the, the other end. I'm working at Murray, is it not Murray Avenue News? Uh what what's Smithfield News? Of course, Smithfield News. So we got together a few times for uh, lunch, but he was working his tail off. He had, then he became the manager, and then from there he went someplace else that I and I hadn't known about that change. And my God, he was what is it in his early
2: fifties. <coughs> I'm I've just I. Sorry, Matt. Matt Print. He did not share my politics.
1: (laughs) But he didn't argue with me a lot about it. Every once in a while we get into it. And he was a worthy adversary. It's just that I didn't, couldn't comprehend where he was coming from. (laughs) I couldn't. He didn't have much. He lived poor. And again, never a complaint. Just hard, hard, hard work.
2: A dream employee. I don't know what
1: Matt would make of the current situation where workers are much more in control and uh, are spur spurning uh, all these jobs that they used to fill, but spurning them now, because you know what? They had over a year to think about things as we all did with the pandemic. And they're thinking, I'm not, I can't make it at that salary and I income at that hourly wage. And I don't, and I'm not going to by the time i take two buses to get to this job secure some kind of child care for my my kid what is the point so we're we're definitely at a a moment and i I'm, I'm happy to see it where workers are saying
2: no. No.
1: I was reading a um I guess a labor economist uh who said you know the way you would uh, describe a normal uh employment uh employment picture in a nation what we would like to think of as a normal one would be where the people offering jobs and the people looking for jobs are in a certain measure of agreement about uh, what would be uh, the proper pay. And it that ain't happening. Uh, obviously, what's going on now is that what employers think is um, a good package and what workers think is a good package are not in sync at all. And, man, it's
2: been a long time coming. A long time coming. And what this country makes a lot of now are these incredibly
1: low paid jobs that don't give a person working hard in that job, doesn't doesn't give a person a living wage that is not sustainable. And so many of the people who... Hold jobs like that. Hold more than one
2: because they've got no benefits. I know incredibly hardworking people who work for years for the same employer, or never offered a,
1: wa- a wage increase. Don't get paid sick leave, don't get overtime. You know, if you work in a small enough shop,
2: you're just at the, you get what you're given. So I think also with the pandemic, we
1: saw the people who couldn't afford to stay at home like so many of us did to work. Their jobs required them to go out into the pandemic be more at risk and still get their piddling pay the cashiers the delivery people the food workers the folks who clean up in hospitals those are the people so at risk and those are the people who've been getting screwed by this economic system we have that just can't can't let the rich get rich enough quick enough and can't screw the people doing the
2: work enough there was a job fair held in st louis the other day next to nobody showed up
1: and you know why because listen Here's some of the jobs that were being offered. A home health care agency was looking for people. They would be paid $10.30 an hour. The job, to care for disabled children or mentally impaired adults. Now, I don't know about you. But if I were drawing up a list of jobs that required
2: skill, patience, and heart,
1: judgment, and all kinds of stuff, it would be a person like that who was going to be taking care of disabled children and disabled adults fellow humans who are in need. And we pay those workers the lowest pay we can by law. That's the minimum wage in Missouri, 1030. Now, some guy who goes to work in a suit and tie and pushes papers around and sits on his computer all day, moving, I don't know, money from this thing to that thing. That guy might make, you know, 500,000 a year. I don't know. Doesn't produce a damn thing. Maybe he produces more wealth for people already wealthy. And our culture gives him riches. And for the people who we ask to take care of the least of us, our disabled children, our impaired grandparents,
2: we'll give them 10 bucks an hour. That says a whole lot
1: about us. And by the way, moving on, there were no benefits in that job. No benefits. And you had to have your own car to get from job to job. And we'll give you 1030. You know who
2: takes those jobs. Women. Mostly women of color. Disgusting.
1: So, you know, a lot of states said the reason these people aren't having taking these jobs is because we've been too generous. We've been giving them unemployment benefits. So Missouri was actually, I think, the first state to cut them off. They cut them off. And that's why when they held this job fair, they thought, man, all these uh, you know starving, starving people would be banging the doors down to get one of these wonderful $10 jobs.
2: With no benefits. Well, they were wrong. Because people didn't show up. And they're not showing up because they've
1: learned in this last year and a half that they are necessary. That things fall apart if they don't work. And they're holding out to get the compensation they deserve. They don't need signs saying, our cashiers are heroes. Let's clap for the first responders.
2: Pay them. I'm sorry if I just screamed in your ear. Hey, I want to tell you that I'm <clears throat>
1: for those of you email. I'm I'm going to be opening a new. I do I have opened a, a new uh, email account since the city paper one is driving me insane. If you continue to use Lynn at pghcitypaper I'll get it. But it's sometimes you know it sits on your emails and I don't get them till after the show. You could also instead. Do this all lowercase. Lynn Cullen Show at Gmail. dot com. Okay, because that's up and running now. Lynn Cullen Show at Gmail. dot com. Just needed to tell you that. This when last I spoke to you it was last Thursday, and that the horror we awoke to the horror of the collapsed. Uh, condo uh, building in Florida and I I I mean I don't I didn't I I remember saying something like and there's just one dead. how is it possible there's just one person dead well man there's going to be over a hundred as we know no one's alive in that And since when do buildings just fall down like that? Since when? Oh, I know they do in Sri Lanka. Every once in a while, Bangladesh, you hear something like that because there's no building codes. There's shoddy workmanship. But I thought this is this great country where we've Regulate things, don't we? We pay attention. Government is there to safeguard
2: us. Well, it used to be. I don't know. It does look like a third world country when something like
1: that happens. It's, that's why everybody's just standing around with their mouths hanging open. It's
2: inexplicable.
1: It's why when earthquakes happen in more industrialized nations as opposed to very poor nations, fewer people die because there are regulations about buildings having to withstand this or that. And so they, they stand. They don't crumble and kill. And, um. There's a lot of people talking now about all those high rises that stand facing that ocean and how that ocean is spewing salt and surges from hurricanes and the the battering of hurricanes more and more would over time, yeah, you can see where it would destabilize, which is why all the other people living in these kinds of buildings facing the ocean uh, might not be sleeping quite as well. Especially if we know now that even when structural deficiencies
2: were or are found, that there isn't a rush to fix them. I haven't heard a lot of talk
1: about who owns this building, who is going to be legally responsible.
2: Whoever they are, they're done, obviously. A bunch of lawyers will get rich. And it is mind-boggling,
1: the people in that building, from all over the world, all nations, all religions,
2: all colors. And bang, hard to believe. Yeah. I got
1: into the Olympic trials, track and field, and gymnastics a little bit this weekend. These athletes are amazing. I mean, just amazing. And the track and field, don't know if you saw it, it was in Eugene, Oregon. And guess what the temperature was there yesterday when these guys are running like 500 uh, or 5,000 meters
2: or whatever the hell they are. It was 108. Talk about risking your life. Well, all right. Um, I have been wanting <clears throat> to talk
1: to you about this for a long time, and then I saw this today, and it it spurred me. <coughs> I'll just
2: read you this. This is from Reuters. The original source code for the World
1: Wide Web that was written by inventor Tim Berners Lee is up for sale at the auction house, House Sotheby's. And it's being sold as a non fungible token,
2: <coughs> an NFT. a minute guys hang on
1: oh i got a caller excuse me let me go to before we get into these nfts non-fungible tokens i want to get to uh father joseph hi how you doing he left i didn't get in in time well call back if you would i'm always doing that so now i'll start talking about non-fungible tokens again um so people are going to bid on this, and and this is um, this is a guy who's pretty much invented the internet, I guess, right? World Wide Web. It's the www dot. Um, says right here, the auction house says, and here's where I I feel like I'm becoming, I'm aging out. I'm becoming um, a bystander, because here is this, which I frankly understand only on a, a sort of a, a, a very gauzy kind of a, a level. It says here, the digitally signed Ethereum blockchain non-fungible token See right there, I'm a little, I'm wobbly. The digitally signed Ethereum blockchain non-fungible token, a -a one-of-a-kind digital asset, which records ownership, includes the original source code, an animated visualization, a letter written by Berners-Lee, and a digital poster of the full code. All of that is what's up for auction. And these things are art is now selling like this, but you can sell anything like this. But it's digital. There's artwork now that's going for tens of millions of dollars. And I'm trying real hard to comprehend. Here is something else I read. This was in, this is from May. I've sort of been hoarding this stuff because I keep telling myself you're going to sit down
2: and you're going to get your head around this stuff. They say here that these non-fungible
1: tokens, NFTs, which people are buying for millions of dollars – are essentially impossible to duplicate. That means that the person who holds it, owns it, um, is holding something unique. Even if they're not even holding it in their hands. I don't understand. It's it's like a physical piece of, of art. You can own it. You can keep it.
2: You could resell it. And in fact, what you have is online
1: for anyone to see. Or even get this duplicate and download. But you're the only one who has the NFT, the non fungible token
2: of ownership. What the hell's going on?
1: Says here, it's a glimpse of a coming day when people will spend their incomes on digital items that they trade, resell, or hoard as investments and this is considered wise because there's a lot of people that think governments are going to lose their unique power to mint currency
2: and that people will instead trust these
1: blockchain networks and hold tight their non-fungible
2: tokens. Saw on a sports page somewhere
1: that the guy who was uh, selected uh, in this year's NFL draft. I guess the first guy selected, a, a kid named Trevor Lawrence. I haven't been paying much attention, so name doesn't ring a bell, but he must be pretty damn good at what he does. I think he's a quarterback. He signed for some extraordinary amount of money, but his signing bonus, get this, this is a kid just coming out of college, his signing bonus was $22 million plus. That was just the bonus. Twenty two million six hundred fifty thousand something or other, Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this Trevor Lawrence, now a multimillionaire, said to the NFL, Well, yes, thank you very much, but I would like to have that twenty two mil plus put into cryptocurrency. I have an account called Blockfolio in which I already have Bitcoin and Ethereum. And now I'll have my $22 million signing bonus. Okay, so this is where it's all heading, right? Any of you have an NFT? <laughs> Lucky you. A non-fungible token. I guess anyone can pretty much sell anything like this, but I don't, I still don't understand it. There is so much I don't get anymore. I mean, to be honest, I never even got the whole concept of money. <laughs> so this is just a, a new iteration. And um, why, since I never really understood money, why should I trouble myself to understand? non fungible tokens father joseph how are y- hello how are you hi hello I'm okay <laughs> I'm befuddled
0: <laughs> well, I guess we all are to some extent um i i uh i think that uh, the um media and, and and the people who are on the ground are uh hesitant to say anything other than they're doing rescue operations in the midst of that rebel that tower tragedy of course. Because as long as there is some some possible way of finding some survivor, it's called a rescue operation. Then when they start using the word recovery, that's when I know it's uh, over. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yes. But the thing is, though, it's out of respect for the families, and you know, as as you know, I think I mentioned I was at the the Pentagon attack, and so and watched the uh, the briefings to the families after that for thirty days. So I know exactly what what this what they're doing. And and I understand what they're doing and why they're doing it. So uh, uh, I think uh, there's it's, it's, it's no other way. It really, is there's no other way. So it's just sad. So, well, what uh,
1: is the um? What is the? I mean, with us all looking at that, knowing that uh, there's been smoke as well as oh, let's say somebody is in an air pocket somehow in there, if they're being rained on, there's smoke. There's no. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm a I'm a pessimist. And a realist, and if I had a loved one who I thought was in that rubble, I—I'm not so sure. I wouldn't
0: hope they were gone. Well, that sound off. Well, no, no, because you you don't want someone to suffer. I would think. Um, Oh God, right. But that same exact question that you just, or that same example that you just gave. I remember hearing someone asking that, is there possible and this must have been, I don't know, 15, 18 days in. Uh uh and yeah. is there possible there could have be been an air pocket and yeah. and the briefer had to say, I'm 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 afraid not. I'm afraid not. And so uh, that that but yes, those questions will come up and they'll ask those questions and, and uh as you know there'll be more and more questions as they as they uh continue on. So uh, you asked me this, to talk a little bit about the the, the graduation uh at 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 the uh, Oh
1: Coast Guard yeah, Academy. we haven't talked to you since you were at your son's graduation from the Coast Guard Academy and hobnobbing with a guy named uh, Joe Biden. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. Um so I tell ya, you you're sitting you're standing there waiting for um the official party to come in. And uh what they'll do is they'll say um arriving uh Secretary of the Department of Homeland Security, you know come in. uh they'll say arriving you know uh the commandant you know of of the uh, of the Coast Guard he comes in, but when it comes to the President, they don't say the President of the United States they say arriving the United States of America Very what I, uh,
1: yes, really that's
0: exactly that's correct yes so he arriving
1: he embodies he embodies the nation,
0: mhm, and then when when he comes when he arrives then there's the, then there's the uh, twenty one gun salute and these are you know like howitzers so you can <laughs> so the sense
2: of power
0: uh, of that yeah. position and immense responsibility uh, you were you reminded of that very very much and so now I don't know if it's just uh, uh, I've not, I don't remember that other places I've been for official functions so I don't know if that was just a uh, Coast Guard Navy-ish thing, people coming aboard or something, like that, and they sort of do that even if you're uh-huh. out on land. I don't know, but right. it, because they do, yeah. But uh, yeah, I, and I said, arriving the United States of America. Said,
1: in the United so. States of America, I can see where they might say, arriving, the Commander in Chief.
0: Mm-hmm. No, that's not what they say. <laughs> <laughs> that's not what they say. So,
1: they say the United States of America. States of
0: America. I said, wow. And so that was that was pretty. Pretty pretty interesting. So that was that was exciting. Of course, there's all sorts of. Are your boys twins?
1: There. Are your boys twins that they graduated together?
0: No, no, no. Uh, one hmm. uh, was uh, one, one was enlisted. He uh, he went and he got an associate's degree and and uh, said he wanted to uh, go on and to uh, enlist in the Coast Guard and to uh, get uh, a GI bill to get his bachelor's degree. And so he did that. He went to boot camp and went down to his first assignment, and uh, he was picked up from the fleet. Uh, so he came ah. from the list of ranks from the fleet, and uh, the other one uh, you know, was an athlete recruited. And so uh, they just happened to be in the same class together. So two and a half I years ago. For heaven's sake. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, so you got decided- to,
1: and you got to be right there. With, I mean, you were talking to the United States of America there.
2: That's <laughs> right. That's right. That's right.
1: What did right. he say to you? What did you say to him?
0: So, uh, what we were what, the way we were briefed was that you, because we we're trying to get everybody through, and 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 uh, that you were just going to stand up there. Here's stand at your mark. You you know, you you get your <laughs> the president hands you the commission. You hand your commission to your to your cadet. And so, uh, on my way up, they told me, no, well, your situation is different because. Uh, you have two sons and so we want you to stay up there and I said okay so you and you need to ask your first son to stay up there as well because they were supposed to get their commission and get off the get off the the, uh, the podium and I said does my youngest does my first son know that and they go no
2: <laughs> that's great
0: so so uh what happens is you know I I say to the president you know uh yeah, sir I've got another one coming <laughs> and, and I don't think he knew exactly what I was talking about <laughs> and so and so just uh, just so just as one was leaving. I grabbed him and said, stay here. And and then and then the other one came and got his commission. Now, I was able to hand him his commission as well. So the president says, these are both your sons? I said, yes. And he talks about uh, what I believe uh, he was making reference to his his son, Bo. And the reason why I think that is because in his, uh, his remarks before uh, handing out the commissions, he mentioned uh, uh Bo, his remarks, and so he said something about his Bo having a very close friend uh, at in and, and, and school, and that his, I think their his grandmother used to call them uh, Irish brothers because they were always so close together. They were they were friends, but they were like mm-hmm. brothers. And so I like think the brothers. idea of a, right. And so the fact that we had two brothers up there graduating, I think that's resonated with him. And so as I was leaving, because um, I'm mindful of you know they're there's time other, other, time. Other, other, right. Get out of there. And other right. and other parents want to see their kids there too.
1: Yeah. So, yeah.
0: So uh you know, I was turning and then he 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 grabs a hold of me and says, Hey, you know, I want to tell you, you know, good job, Dad. And I said, And mom. And he says, And mom. And then so uh because remember now I had to get off of that podium and go see my wife. So <laughs> I mean, this, this oh was a, a good God. decision. <laughs> oh wow but In all honesty. What? But you no know, it was it was a wonderful, wonderful
1: time. I bet. Wow. Must have been proud as, but they didn't get put on the same boat.
0: Or ship no, no, they're, they're, or, they're on separate. Yeah. They're on separate, separate uh, uh, vessels and uh, they're, uh, you know, they're underway. So uh, one one's wow. underway and the other one. And so they're out there doing their operational stuff. And the idea is that uh, the superintendent of the, Coast Guard Academy says our mission here is to make sure that, uh, we, uh, graduate mission ready ensigns and, uh, that they will be, as soon as they leave here, they'll be standing watch and they are. <laughs> so, so, wow. There's not, which is different than, uh, you know, my time in the armed forces where you were training for the big fight, uh, in, in our particular, in, in my particular case, you're always training for the, for the, for the, big fight. Um, in, in their case, uh, they are—they're already in—in—in—in in, 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 in the uh, already actively doing their mission right in away. service,
1: right, right, guarding,
0: right. Guarding. Instead of training for it, instead of training for it, they're doing it, and so that's that's a right. you know, that's a significant difference. So, uh, but uh, you know, they're part of the life-saving service, and uh, we're, we're very proud of them. So, so uh, I bet you me.
1: are. Thank well, you, and I'm I'm good glad good you shared that with us. Thank you. Oh, it's my pleasure. <laughs> you
2: take
1: okay. Care. You too. Bye-bye. Bye. Brie writes from Malaysia. The Malaysian government has given me an appointment. Oh, oh, I thought you were being appointed to a position. An appointment for the Sinovac shot. Uh Uh-oh. Isn't that the one that doesn't seem to be doing so well? It comes from China. My employer is giving the Pfizer, but so far no slot is open for that one. What do you think? I think I just told you what I think. Hold out for the Pfizer. I think, I mean, I'm I'm sure you've done more due diligence than I, but it seems to me where this uh, Chinese vaccine has been used, there's been a lot of failures. It's not as efficacious. I didn't realize you didn't have a vaccine yet. Jeez, we in America are so... Nonchalant about it, with so many people saying, "Oh no, I'll let you. I don't need it." Blah 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 makes me furious. Wow, Bree, I would I would wait personally. I mean, you've you've done okay so far. Oh, so that's what I would do. Um. Oh, oh, I have to tell you this thing. Uh, one of uh, the members of our little community here, Kurt, uh, emailed me the other day, and with it a a picture. And he said, "This I was walking around the neighborhood and found that someone had put this out for the trash. The box appears never to have been opened." Well you know what that box was? As it's sitting in my garage now. Thanks to Kurt. It was the original snowies in its original box. I hadn't seen one of those in twenty years, twenty-five years. I don't know. I couldn't believe it. Someone had gotten the snowies, had never opened the box and then put it out in the trash. And damn if Kurt didn't rescue it. So the saga of this particular snow uh continues. And uh it, it was Kurt's suggestion that maybe, since so many people remember with affection the snowies and covet their snow and or covet someone else's because they want one and you can't find them anywhere anymore, then maybe the thing to do was to auction it off for like charity or something. So if anyone has any bright ideas in that regard, let's do it. Okay. Uh. Oh, thank you, Ed. Ed sent me some video that's supposedly going to explain to this lunkhead who's now talking to you all this Bitcoin and Ethereum and NFT stuff, because it's a world I don't comprehend. Roger said, just trying out your new email. We'll see it worked. Also, having read many Carl Hyacin, Hi- I can't remember, he's a really good novelist who lives in Florida. He has painted a pretty interesting picture of Florida politics. Apparently, it's very corrupt. Wonder what the investigation into the building collapse will reveal. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And you know, in some respects, With uh, Florida being pretty red, I don't know where the building codes, uh, if they're state mandated, um, the the kind of uh, regulations that are in place, uh, inspection schedules, all that kind of stuff. Um, If that falls to their Republican state government, um, I would imagine it'd be pretty loosey-goosey. On the other hand, Florida being the big tourist state, and I have a feeling most tourist states probably are pretty loosey-goosey, too, because they just want to fill up the buildings and have people think of their state as some kind of wondrous oasis. Personally, I do not think of it that way. And I have told myself I'm never going into that state. I will not. I won't go to any of these states and give them my money. Why should I enrich in any way DeSantis and make his state look better? I feel the same way about all. I I don't go to these red states. I wouldn't go to Texas. I wouldn't. You name them. I don't go. I won't spend my money. And I wish more people would vote like that It's say, I mean, first of all, they ain't vaccinated. I, I mean, I don't want to be amongst people I think of as. Uh, OK, I got to stop. That's not nice. Um, <clears throat> OK, I got one more thing on this digital uh, uh, stuff, because this blew me away, but I guess it makes sense.
2: It says here the top Federal Reserve officials are looking more closely at the possibility of okaying a digital dollar. Gee, they
1: see these other payment systems going up which they don't control. And they're thinking, you know, we might have to get into this game too. Jerome Powell, the chair of the Fed, said they'll spend uh, the summer outlining the benefits and risks of a U.S. central bank digital currency, which would be like a bitcoin. And and he, you know, made very clear it's not that they've decided to issue a digital currency. But we intend to go forward in a thoughtful and deliberative process. Now this is happening in nations all over the world. China, which I thought had jumped all over Bitcoin, is further along in developing its own digital currency. And I guess part of the Fed's concern is we don't wanna be left behind as we are in so many ways by China being more forward thinking. So there's all of that. And Ed, really, thank you for that. I'll try to. I'll try to watch it. I really will. I'll try to, you know, massage my head and have it, have it be ready to accept new thoughts, because <laughs> it is still capable. Wanted to share also something with you that just boils my blood, and it is. Um, It's about the shameless Republicans and how they operate. And these are the far-right Republicans who are intent on taking back their country. And they'll do it in any way they can. They'll suppress the vote any way they can. You know. It's not like I'm making this up. You know it. But there was an article about these, how there are... Well funded spy networks and spy schools that are, and they're run by, what's her name, DeVos's, uh, the former uh, education secretary's horrific brother, the mercenary prince, right? You know what I'm talking about here. He's teamed up with some gazillionaires who's sitting on all the money from uh, her father who invented Gore-Tex, the waterproof fabric. Her her name is Susan Gore, and she's a nutcase of incredible proportion. She went from transcendental meditation, then she got really ill, and she left transcendental meditation, and then she went to a monastery for three years, And then two decades later, get this, she tried to adopt her former husband. She tried to adopt her former husband in an attempt to increase their children's share of the Gore-Tex inheritance. How do people become so awful? Anyway, so she's funding these spy schools. And the people that get trained are trained to infiltrate progressive movements, democratic committees uh, throughout the states. And, and the article talks about, you know, and they had pictures of these two creeps Sophia LaRocca and Beau Mayer. And, and yeah, they were trained as spies at the Wyoming ranch of Eric Prince. You know, he, he's a Blackwater guy, founder of Blackwater. Betsy DeVos, Betsy DeVos's brother, fine people. He hired some British spy to run the place. And the job is they train these uh, right wing young people in the basics of espionage and send them literally into political sabotage missions where they infiltrate, where they get close, where they take pictures, they go on Facebook, all of this. like again, it's looking to the long term. When some of the people they're befriending actually find themselves in positions of power, they'll be able to undercut them or take them down. The effort is about penetrating local democratic political circles and finding the people who will eventually be national democratic folks. And they're looking at these opportunities for long term intelligence gathering or just to collect dirt. They're also targeting moderate Republicans. They
2: targeted the governor of Wyoming, who's a Republican. Ms. Gore, who tried to adopt her former husband to get more money, uh, was opposed
1: to this Republican governor and had uh, spent a lot
2: of money trying to knock him out of office and had failed. So this is how these guys uh, play. This makes... uh,
1: Richard Nixon's dirty tricks crowd you know look like a 4-year-old
2: birthday party in 1952 it's uh it's how do you how do you win against people who
1: don't follow any rules who are shameless, who will insinuate and lie. And yeah, it's war to them. So it, it makes sense. This is like a war they're in. And and we're not. How can, How come they're in a war and we're
2: the enemy and we're not in a war? They're acting like they're in a war. Now, the two spies that got uncovered in this
1: story, because they're their pictures, they're done. They ain't going to be spying anymore for a while. Uh, No one could quite understand what happened. They befriended all these nice Wyoming Democrats, and then they sort of disappeared off the face of the earth. Uh, The woman had simply emailed somebody and said, I have a family emergency and I'm going to Venezuela as my grandmother is gravely ill. I mean, understand, that's all just a lie. But so they disappeared. But in fact, they were still in the area. They had turned their attention to a business venture. Guess, guess what these two spies are now
2: doing? They're importing ammunition they're importing ammunition
1: and by the way the guy spy this mayor also happens to be the nephew of what's his name beck the i might not remembering first names glenn glenn
2: beck the right-wing gab, gab artist. Um, I, cheese. So,
1: Mike says, my first thought when I heard about the cause of the Miami building collapse was the role of the condo board. Yeah, because my understanding is they're the ones who didn't really jump on this uh, engineer's uh, report that they had structural uh, deficiencies right? Condo boards are continually under pressure to not add an assessment to owners for major repairs. And I'm speaking as a previous condo board member, <laughs> right? But it shows to Goya that in fact, the board members, some of whom may obviously be dead now, would be in part liable if their decisions are, this is going to be This is going to, as I said, just enrich so many lawyers. Man, it's a wonder they can even sift through the rubble for, you know, dodging the ambulance chasers that must be,
2: must be around.
1: What? Mike, it says formerly from D.C. now in Upper St. Clair. Did we know that? I thought you were in Florida. Boy bouncing around Gigi writes you can put airlines on your boycott list as well they don't follow the federal mandate for masks when it comes to pilots in the cockpit that's right pilots are not required to wear masks nor to be vaccinated well So pilots get to risk their health every time they go to work, not just by being exposed to thousands of people in airports, but by their own colleagues who are not smart enough to get vaccinated or wear a mask. The thing is, I got to get on my first airplane next month. No, uh, in August. I'm getting on my first plane. I'm not thrilled. Um. Yeah. So and uh the New York Times has a, a bunch of uh of charts, at least it did online, about um how you can see in states like Pennsylvania and other bluish states that the number of new cases of COVID is just Way down. And that's not the case in the Republican states. In the red states, they're seeing this steady, steady uptick. So they're going to be heading in. There's going to be pockets of real breakouts in this country. And they'll be uh, political. It'll clearly be where the virus uh sees a uh, nice uh, hey man look at this we had a bunch of
2: unvaccinated dumbbells over here and they'll go to town hmm. incredible
1: just incredible all right you guys I think that's it, it says here on my clock, it'd be 11. And for me, that's when I turn into a, a pumpkin. Okay. Uh, thanks for being here. And uh, I'll I'll be back tomorrow. And as uh, far as I know, my sister Susan will be joining me. Hope you will, too.
0: Bye-bye. Glenn Cullen Live.